Good morning. Happy Monday to everybody. It's 9.30. It's time for a food talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. I got my apron on. You do? What's the occasion? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could not get to sleep last night, and so finally... I mean, if you look at me, my eyes look like two piss holes in the snow. <laughs> if, <laughs> I, I finally just got up about 4 o'clock and started making soup because there was just no sleep. And I don't know what my deal was. I usually don't have that trouble. Yeah. Um, I get up a lot and, wand- and you know, ward around in the middle of the night like <laughs> my mom would say. <laughs> Haunt. Practice, yeah. practice for when you're dead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm getting good at it. Anyway, I... Um, I find that the middle of the night uh, times are kind of inspirational to me anyway. Um, I, I, you know, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. My brain isn't bothered by anything else because I can't turn anything on, go do anything noisy. And um, so I don't know. I, I don't think that's such a terrible thing unless you're, you know, tragically de- sleep deprived no, later. No, no, no. <laughs> But it's why I got my apron on. Okay. You made soup. <laughs> Lunch is on you. Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, last time we talked, I um, was saying that the main ingredient in all of my cooking lately, because and I, and I blame it on the season, <laughs> because really it's not my fault, uh, <laughs> and that I said it was uh, lethargy and... <laughs> Uh, then oh, 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 just that. yesterday, uh, I was ch- I was changing that at home over the breakfast table. I I, I was saying, you know, really maybe I, I prefer to call it ennui. Ennui. Yeah, because <laughs> French is so much nicer than whatever the other thing came from. Lethargy. It sounds maybe German or something. But um, I said ennui, and um, Tom looked across the table at me and went. It's beyond we. <laughs> so I'm telling you, that's still my major ingredient. The superlative of ennui. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, I guess it's kind of true, although I've been cooking, but still really, you know, there's something about summer that makes me just want to make simple stuff. Yeah. And lay I think around. That's true of everybody. I made a chicken pot pie and I was all proud of myself. <laughs> no kidding. Because that required an oven. I know. I know. Holy cow. <laughs> so good, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, well, I had some pie crust rolled out, and I needed to use it, so that was why I did it. Yeah. So it was really a pie. I didn't just, like, so often I'll just throw puff pastry on the top of yeah. something. And, and that's really good. It is good. You know? And but, it's quick. Um, yeah. But I had yeah. it rolled out already. I think I still have a prehistoric pie crust in the freezer somewhere (laughs) lying in wait see that's what i was trying to avoid yeah well (laughs) i recommended avoiding it (laughs) if at all possible um i wonder uh chicken pot pie what what do you do chicken wise i mean you it doesn't take a whole chicken oh oh so you think that i put effort into it (laughs) no 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 was it a rotisserie chicken yes yeah perfect i think that's perfect especially in the summer yeah yeah especially yeah so no i didn't roast a chicken you know i so often opt for the rotisserie chickens i'm a little bit embarrassed but i remember once i was doing some kind of catering thing and i roasted two chickens and um they were cooling on the stove and i came back and dale had picked all the skin off both of them oh (laughs) 
<laughs> it was just so alarming because you know they're naked. You, there's yeah. there's no way of getting around that. You can't make that look good, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh. But he didn't know. He always does that to the rotisserie chickens, you know. Yeah, I know. Kudos to <laughs> Dale for knowing the very best part of the chicken. Yeah. The part that um, <laughs> our doctors always tell us not to eat because it's so fat. That's why it's so good. Fat is flavor. Yes, it's it's true. I'm very flavorful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, my gosh. Well, what have you been cooking besides <sighs> chicken pot pie? Chicken pot pie, um, you know, just summer things, salad rolls. I really oh, yeah. like them a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I just make them, you know, with like a, I use a tapioca wrapper, but they're those wrappers that are dry and kind of translucent and yes. round. And then you just dip them in water and they get pliable. Yeah. And um, I used to always get them at the restaurant supply store, but they quit carrying them. And so here's the thing with... you got to wonder why. I know. Here's the thing with... Um, well, I think they switched ownership, and there's a lot of things that you know everybody in town uses that they don't right. have anymore. Right. But um, um, here's the thing with Chinese things. Like, like the noodles that I use, they still have those. And I know I need to boil them for 13 minutes. If you look at the directions, you know, they are not in a language that you or I know. And yes. so there's, there's no way to follow the directions. You just, I just know from trial and error that I need to boil those for 13 minutes. But there's noodles that you can use in salad rolls that will go for 30 seconds. You know, it's yes. just, it's just, you got to figure out. And it's the same thing with the wrappers. Some of them, you know, if you leave them in the water any amount of time at all, they'll it, dissolve. Yeah. And then some of them, if you don't leave them in there for a really decent amount of time, they will, you know, be like leather. And, and it's just hard because, again, there's no English. Yeah. So, so I've been buying little packages of those wrappers different places and trying to figure out one that's going to be stocked and that I can figure out exactly. You yeah, know? that's the thing. It, it, it's a science experiment to figure yeah, it yeah. out. And then it's really alarming when suddenly the thing you finally got right yeah. is no longer Gone. available. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Have you seen uh, any of the uh, recipes for using those particular disc-shaped uh, wrappers dry in a saute pan and building on top of them like a pizza no uh-uh well no never even heard of that yeah the, but uh, they're, they like shatter they're like they're um do, do they change in texture uh they they get crunchy okay and um i haven't tried them but i have seen it done uh multiple times often with by asian cooks okay um so i you know, I don't know. I, I've never used those wrappers for anything but a wrapper. Yeah. But it is something that gets used in other ways. Okay. So interesting. Because just from working with them, you know, it seems like that's something that would actually be dangerous to swallow. Like it would be very shardy. You know well, what I mean? Well, it gets cooked. I mean, okay. it gets cooked. It just doesn't get, um, you know, like soaked in water. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I should try it, but I don't feel like it. <laughs> it's not something that um, appeals to me. If I want a pizza-like thing, I'll make pizza. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I um, I made some potato salad. I know that doesn't sound earth-shatteringly exciting, but when I make potato salad, either I make that essentially deviled eggs mixture, you know, right. out of egg yolks and mayonnaise, and then potatoes that I've cooked and pickles and probably some red pepper, celery and onion. That's what I'll do. Or I'll do one where 
I take vegetables, a lot of vegetables, and then potatoes that I've boiled and cooled, and I put it in a vinaigrette with smoked paprika. And so that's like corn and peas and, and fresh zucchini and green beans that are cooked a little bit and onions and carrots and celery, and that's real good. But there's one that I like, and I don't know why I don't make it very often. Um, well, probably because it's a pain. <laughs> but <laughs> that, I, that would explain I know, it. but I made it, and it, it's good. So it's a Cook's Illustrated recipe, and they have this method where you take red potatoes and you cut them a quarter inch thick, so I set my mandolin, you know, and then you um, uh, put, so you have two pounds of potatoes. You know how some of their recipes, their methods are so specific. Yes. But it's like red potatoes that are about two inches around uh-huh. in um, diameter, not like circumference. And then you take six cups of, of cold water, You put it in a pan with two pounds of these red potatoes that aren't peeled, of course, that are sliced a quarter inch thick. You turn it on, and then once it's boiling, it goes five minutes. And sometimes it'll be a little less for me, like four minutes, 15 seconds to five minutes. But then um, the potatoes are tender, and they're done, and they're sliced already, and they're just perfect. And then you lay them out on a sheet pan. That's what you're supposed to do, but I only do that about half the time. I'll just stick <laughs> them in a bowl and toss them. And then you pour a vinaigrette over them. Um, but it's good. While they're warm, you vinaigrette. Yeah, you hot, pour. really hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just sucks it up. And then um, you uh, put fennel. Uh, so it's not hot fennel. It's it's fresh fennel where you slice the bulb super thin. And then some of the, the fronds, not the stems, but just the lacy little fronds. And then tomatoes and black olives, shallots, and parsley. And it, it's good. I it really, sounds I really good. like it. I, I like the the cooked potatoes and the raw fennel together. I really like it. Yeah. So um, I think... I think that, um, and I've made it where you cook the potatoes ahead of time and then slice them like you do so many potato salads. Right. And that works just fine, too. It's just, it doesn't soak up the vinaigrette is great, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Cook's Illustrated is going to give us a recipe that is like the perfect version of the yeah, thing they're yeah, talking about. Yeah. That's why sometimes reading their recipes makes your head spin because they are so specific yeah. that there's a reason for that. Well, and this is a variation of one of their other recipes, and you know how they have those, and it it, it, it requires so much thinking, and sometimes I don't want to. <laughs> and so like the... Beyond them, we. I know, I know. <laughs> they have the regular, it's some Dijon potato salad recipe, and then as a sidebar it says, oh, to make this French fennel potato salad, you subtract half the Dijon and add half the vinegar and then don't use the chervil or the sh- <laughs> uh, chives or the fen- or the tarragon and add extra parsley and I mean and it's just why don't you just write a new recipe you know yeah, really. because it's just it's I, I wish I brought it so I could read it there's <laughs> at least at least nine things that are changed you know so it's sort of like well here's a recipe for for jello but you subtract the jello and add <laughs> potatoes and then you know like it's it's just too much too much thinking to not too much thinking but too much that can go wrong you know yeah yeah oh yeah Easily, easily. Just write me a new recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'm trying to think what I've been cooking. I uh, had a really nice piece of flank steak, and uh, for a small flank steak for two of us is more than one meal. Yeah. So um, it was marinated, and uh, the first night I, um, I cut it into slices and tossed it on my uh, stovetop grill and grilled it up and um, I had made some um, uh, scalloped potatoes okay. which when you said fennel uh, I was wishing at the time that I had a little fennel to put in there but it was just sweet onions and potatoes um, and 
anyway, that was the basis of, and then I made a fruit salad, and that was dinner. And then uh, last night I had this half of marinated uh, flank steak that was not cooked, and I wanted to cook it while it was still happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did the same thing. I just uh, sliced it as you do across the grain and or kind of diagonally on the grain. Depends how you want to do it. But anyway, never with the grain on flank steak. And threw it on the stovetop grill and pulled it off when it was still pretty rare and made uh, some open face um, like steak, uh, Philly steak sandwich type okay. things with sautéed peppers and onions and some Swiss cheese melted on top. And um, yeah, it was pretty. And Tom thought it was good. He was like, oh, this is good. Right on. That's so funny. I did such a similar thing last night. You did? Yeah. So um, I think that flat iron steak is oh, right. probably the thing that's most similar to flank steak. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's more money than ribeyes now. Really? Yeah. I mean, it has nearly tripled in pi price since the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. It's just insane. Anyway, so um, I took a flat iron, and I, I, uh, I didn't marinate it. I just put a dry rub on it, and I grilled it. And then um, I had big pieces of naan bread. And so we had um, sour cream, cilantro, onions, tomatoes, the meat, and then um, uh, some green sauce. There's a green sauce from a, a, a restaurant by us that I just love, and I just go and get a container of that. It's a, like a salsa, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, something they have on the table, right, you know, and right. I just love it. So it was really good, but it just it sounds so so similar. Yeah. Except not from Philadelphia. <laughs> well, mine wasn't either. <laughs> oh, it's just like a Cook's Illustrated. Instead yeah. of the cheese, yeah, there was right. there was green hot sauce. Instead of the, the uh, peppers, there were tomatoes. Yeah. And instead of the grilled some, onions, some, there were raw <laughs> onions. And, yeah. I know. And instead of Philadelphia, it was Warrington. I don't know. <laughs> but other than that, it was exactly yeah, yeah. the same. Um, I, I, uh, I, I try to... This is a no recipe recipe, but okay. I saw an idea for uh, cheddar cheese toast, and um, I tried it the other night because it, it involved sliced fresh tomatoes, and as we know, tomatoes <laughs> yes, right now. Yes. Eat them or forget about them until next summer. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, and and it, it was really nothing very uh, revolutionary except that you grated the sharp cheddar and mixed it with some mayonnaise and spread that on the bread. Oh, kind of like pimento cheese almost. Yes, ex yeah. yes, not exactly, but yeah. yes, you yeah. yeah, that's right. And uh and then uh put that under the broiler and let it get a little bubbly and melty and then put slices of uh fresh ripe tomato on top. No. So, yeah, it is lovely. Well, pimento cheese reminds me pimentos are in season now, pimento peppers. Yeah, and you know I love them. I know. They're 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 um not hot at all, and they're smaller than a red bell pepper, but they're just so much more richly flavored than a red bell pepper. Boy, they're they're just good. I got a bunch the other day. I like banana peppers too. They're yeah. not spicy, but I just I love their flavor too. So yeah. it's just fun having the non-spicy pepper season in full bloom right yeah. now. The spicy ones are there too. But have you seen the purple bell peppers? You know, I, I've seen pictures, but I don't think I've seen one in real life. Yeah, they're available now locally. Um, I mean, in our stores locally. I don't Have you know. tried one? Uh, yes, last night because I was doing grill. I bought one. 
to oh, see yeah. what they're like. And I was doing grilled peppers or uh, sautéed peppers and onions. And uh, it was started out as this beautiful purple pepper when I, oh, purple peppers. There you go. <laughs> Peter uh, Piper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where was he when I needed him? Anyway, um, uh they, it, they they are gorgeous when you start and you slice them up and then you saute them and they turn the same color as the onions. Oh, well, I, I remember once buying some pasta, dried pasta for a pasta salad that was for a wedding and I wanted it to be festive and it was so brightly colored and I boiled it and when it was done, it was like gray. Oh, <laughs> that beet pasta. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. my gosh. Hey, I want to take a quick sec. And uh, remind everybody that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. Both uh, fine institutions uh, have excellent, excellent websites. NorthCoastFoodWeb.org, KMUN.org. KMUN.org, everything there that you ever wanted to know uh, about radio and beyond. And, beyond we and beyond we <laughs> and <laughs> also right now uh as of recently uh, uh online store for KMUN. really yes can yes. i buy a dj <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, i think you might be able to rent one i'm not I'll sure i'm not sure <laughs> well i would say go kmun.org check it out <laughs> that's exciting yeah it is it's right very exciting well, I've been eating my weight in blueberries. Oh, my gosh. I'm so afraid that I'm going to turn into some kind of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory awful thing. Oh, my gosh. You know, if <laughs> you Willy eat Wonka. too many carrots, you can turn orange. I don't know about oh, blueberries. Oh, that's so funny because once Dale took a highlighter marker and he colored the end of his nose and he went over to our friend Georgia's house, our neighbor Georgia, <laughs> and he's like, I ate too many carrots. And she was like, oh, no. She's like ready to call poison control. <laughs> oh. like, no, it's my husband with a marker. jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. But I love blueberries, yeah. and oh, man, I just, um, I'm eating them by the handful. And I'm just eating blueberries. I'm not making anything out of them. And I, I know there's lots of stuff that you can do, but I just love them. And it's funny because it's the same thing with tomatoes. I have a friend that trades me bread for tomatoes, and she came over. I think she was craving carbs with, like, a 20-pound bucket. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, but they're, oh, they're so beautiful. And so um, every pretty much every meal we have a tomato course, and one night, I put a little rice vinegar on it, but no, no, it was too not tomatoey. We just, we just want tomatoes. We just eat tomatoes yeah. plain, just like blueberries plain. They're so good. I've eaten um, a whole tomato myself recently, more yeah. than once, and um, I've been sprinkling furikake on them. We talked about yeah, that yeah. instead of salt, and I mean it contains salt, um, and I just there's nothing better. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no reason to cook it mm-hmm. in any way even though there are massively fabulous recipes for fresh tomatoes but yeah. uh, it's just a shame yeah they're just so good just eat them yeah 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 i lost my favorite chinese cookbook what i know isn't that a shame what do you mean you lost it uh, well you know we redid our living room and i i took all the books out but i, I put it somewhere and I, I just haven't found it oh, yet oh, so okay. it's in the house somewhere okay. but i've looked pretty hard and i can't find it and the thing is when you have that many cookbooks um uh sometimes like sometimes i i know the name of them like i like the tartine books i have those oh, yeah. and i Ina garten i have those and i remember but this is just a chinese cookbook that i've had for 40 years wow and um um 
I don't remember the name of it. It's just, it's the skinny one. Just like I remember once I had an appetizer book and it was the short one, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, how am I, after the storm of 2007, how am I going to find that one again, you know? Yeah. And at that point, I remembered the name of the Chinese cookbook, but now I don't. I mean, I have racked my brain. Is it so, in uh, Eat Your Books? Say it again. Is it in, listed in Eat Your Books? Oh, I didn't think of that. Go to oh, Eat I Your Books. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, that's so that's so perfect. Of course it is. Yes. Well, I mean, Thank you. I don't know if the recipe's in there. No, no, but the but book will be in there. The title will yeah. be in there. So Eat Your Books is a free website. We've talked about it many times. Yes. It's an index for your cookbook collection. And so you just type in all your ISBN numbers into there. And, of course, I type that ISBN number. Thank you. Thank you. That's why we have friends. Oh, my gosh. That's one of the reasons. Yay. Uh, what about corn fritters? What about corn? You know what? My dad used to always make corn fritters, and I think I've only made them once. I love them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just that um, I don't know why. I think just frying stuff um, isn't my favorite thing to do. Yeah. But, yeah, they're really good. They are very, very good, and I thought about them this morning because I have not— uh, my record for picking really, really good corn ever since corn season started, and a little before, mm -hmm. I admit, uh, has not been good. Yeah. I have not gotten corn that was really— uh, you know, like juicy. Call your neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the pop radius was great and it was sweet. No, I haven't gotten that. Uh, we've had a lot of mediocre corn on the cob, and I was thinking this morning I should be making uh, corn fritters. I really yeah. like them. Yeah, they don't. They're no trouble, mm -hmm. and um, and they're just delicious, especially if you have a little. Um, chili sauce or something to dip them in. Oh, what a good idea! Because yeah, we always put maple syrup on them. Oh yeah, that would be good. And yeah. um, I saw a recipe this morning when I was thinking of corn fritters. I was looking it up, and they were saying a dollop of plain yogurt. And I'm like, no. What's wrong with you? I'm not wasting. You first go back of all, to your URL. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You are wrong, is what it is. <laughs> I love plain yogurt, and I use uh, quarts and quarts of it, but I am not going to... Put uh, it on a corn fritter. No way. Sorry. <laughs> plain ketchup would be better than that. Stupid person. Oh, well. You know, they're oh, trying. I remember being at your house. <laughs> and? Oh, you had some news. You're getting a new dog. That's so exciting. And we talked about that. And we talked about baking. We talked about other things. I drove up and you were outside with Tom. And so we're talking oh, yeah. up there. And then, I mean, it had to be at least 10 minutes in. And I said, are you cooking something? <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what? You smelled it in the driveway. I know. The door is closed. The house is closed. I mean, we are, are 30 feet away. And you know what it was? It was a fried egg that I was going to put on, on you know, as a <laughs> topper on something. And, uh, and I was, well, I think there was a short string of profanities as I ran out of the driveway. Well, I mean, but I just drove up while you were frying that egg. And so, so you just I dropped just everything. Out. I know, you just dropped everything and came I outside. I just walked and, out. And, and that egg was was so petrified. It was so completely I sent you a picture fused. of it. 
it, pan. it took a, my penance was first of all wasting a perfectly good egg sorry chicken of unknown origin and also uh it took me several days to rehabilitate the pan oh my gosh oh my gosh but uh, oh. yeah that was just I'm so a, sorry that was like the oh, wrong minute to that drive was up such a squirrel moment it was like because my first thought was okay you were bringing me something and i wanted to like get out there so you didn't have to schlep it into the house and then you and tom and i started talking blah, and blah, yak blah, yak blah, yak blah. and the egg was like excuse me excuse me if you don't get in here i'm gonna burn the house down that's it oh do you remember that time and it was the same friends that trade me bread for tomatoes i um she drove up and i was grilling um bratwurst oh yeah that's out, right. outside on the grill thank god outside and so she drove up and we talked for 70 minutes and after oh, 70 minutes god. because i knew what time i'd put the bratwurst on and after 70 minutes i just jumped up and same thing lots of swear words and i ran up there and and um just from the package weight i mean those those bratwurst had lost 85 percent of their weight <laughs> they were just they were just like charcoal and so i took a picture and i brought it that was when covid was going on and i would always have driveway parties out in the driveway we yeah. would just sit in lawn chairs way far apart part down in the driveway and so i brought it down and and showed salty and then dale came up by a few minutes later and he had one he was like eating it and it sounded like crunch crunch like a like a two-week-old croissant you know it was just like it was like it was laminated oh it was so funny oh my gosh well we are here usually we're here twice a month to talk about home cooking and also to make you feel better about yourselves oh yikes. well speaking of croissants Yes. <laughs> how's how's wow. that for a segue? Pretty good, actually. I could have gone off of ennui. Speaking of the noisier, <laughs> um, um, there's a croissant recipe I've been trying to make lately. And have you seen, like, two-color croissants? It's not where they're, like, rainbow-colored inside or anything, but they kind of look striped on the outside. Yeah, I've seen pictures, but I haven't pursued the... Yeah. So Dang. I'm trying, but the the book I have is in French, which um, which I know when I'm drunk. <laughs> But not when I'm sober. Ah, that's a shame. <laughs> and so, so um, it's it's just really hard to figure out what the heck. But you you have two doughs, two croissant doughs, and one is just a croissant dough, and one is um, a chocolate okay. flavored croissant dough. And you um, uh, roll one thick and one thin, and you put them together, and then roll up your croissant so the chocolate is on the outside. And then when it puffs up and splits in the oven, it ends up puffing apart, and the inside the the light colored dough shows through and it looks striped yeah and so it's real pretty but um i have of yet not been successful really <laughs> yes. and in what way uh in in a flat and uh dripping out oil kind of way oh mm. yeah nothing like it mm. although with croissant it's not oil it's butter oh yeah yeah but you so. know it looks like oil yeah, yeah. exactly yeah Hotel so. butter. <laughs> Think of it that way. Hey, have, you, have you ever done, uh, do you ever do fried green tomatoes? No, but that's funny. I was talking to somebody who just loves them, and I don't even know if they're a, a, a kind of species of green tomato, because you see those in the yeah. in the heirloom yeah. ba basket at the store, or if they're really unripe tomatoes. They're really unripe tomatoes. Okay. Um, because if you try to fry up, uh, any kind of heirloom tomato of any color, you're just gonna, you know what? Get They're mushed. just so watery. Okay, that makes sense. I remember watching a video of Alice Waters and uh, whoever the host was uh, walking through a, a 
farmer's market and talking about what they were she was going to fix something that night for everybody and it needed tomatoes and when they got to a stand that had a variety of tomatoes the host of the program said oh look at these beautiful heirloom tomatoes and she said no too watery okay and they are really they benefit from uh, being put on a rack and letting them or the rack. The rack on the rack and letting them drain <laughs> for a little while if you're going to cook them otherwise medieval just torture tomatoes <laughs> slice them and eat them did you make them um no but i i just thought about them this morning because we're getting to the end of summer okay we don't have i don't know a lot of people who do tomatoes here you really have to have a hot house and some people yeah. are actually pretty adept at it yeah but at the end of every growing season, you have green tomatoes, mm-hmm. and that's one of the standard things to do with them. And this recipe that I looked at this morning, instead of just slicing them, breading them, frying them, and serving them with remoulade or something, it was making a sandwich of them. So you bread them and uh, put them together with a little oh, bit so of like cheese the in between. Yes. Oh. And then... Um, uh, you know, dip them, roll them in crumbs, and fry them. Okay. And I thought, oh well, that's interesting. And also, <sighs> labor intensive. <laughs> I hope I hope somebody does that for me. Yes. <laughs> Would you please report back? <laughs> Whoever. Yeah. It's also we ha- we're almost out of time, and we haven't had mm-hmm. that chance to talk about uh, peaches and all the other great things. So. Um, I don't know about you, but I won't be making a note about it for next show. <laughs> well, I'll just try to, you know, remember. Um, Linda Perkins, thank you so much. We're thank you, almost at the very end. Happy summer. Happy summer to you. The vin- end of the show and closing. You know, I mean, next month is fall. Anyway. Aww. Yeah, okay. On that happy note, do you want to sing us out? I'm driving my vegetables, I'm driving my green edibles, I'm driving my vegetables around. I am driving my broccoli, I'm driving my cauliflower, driving a bushel of corn home on Wee Beyond Wee.